1: Hey everybody and welcome back to the podcast where i bring you the best and brightest from the world of business, marketing and personal growth to help you harness your inner tenacity and drive your career forward. So one of the core goals of the podcast is to give those who are currently within their job search, those thinking about their next move tactical, actionable advice and best practices to give you the advantage. And with me today is a leading expert in this space, Carrie Twig. She is an international career coach who helps people use their stories to grow their careers. She was named the number one coach career coach to follow by Jobscan, and was also named a LinkedIn top voice in 2018. Hopefully she won it again this year. And the workplace and management category, she is a contributing author to the Amazon best-selling career book, UMAP. She has been helping people to figure out what makes them awesome, and how to embrace that awesomeness for over 20 years first as a creative drama teacher and now as a career coach. She doesn't tell everybody this, but she's allergic to formulas that make you look like everybody else. You need to stand out and be different. You are certainly more interesting than that, and she helps make you shine. And she knows what it takes to help you land your ideal job, transition into a new sector, and establish your career brand. So, hailing from our northern friend, (laughs) Winnipeg, Manitoba, Canada, Carrie helps people use their career stories to land ideal jobs and find what kind of work you are looking for, she could help with that too. She is more than a career coach. She's a career <laughs> artisan, as I like to say, helping job seekers craft their stories and strategies. She's also a workshop facilitator, contributing writer, and just an all-around kick-ass human. And she is awesome. So a quick little backstory before I do my big intro. So I connected with Carrie as part of Evangelina LeClaire's SOS Summit that brought 20 experts in our field together. And I was like, oh my God, she's incredible. So I poked around a bit, I watched her insanely, Entertaining videos and, and puddle jumping, which I think I'm about to get into with my daughter. We're going to have a cross border puddle jumping competition. And I was hooked. I needed to speak with her. So we reached out and we connected a few weeks ago. And all I could say is I wish I recorded that first session we had because it was fire. And I'm pretty sure we could harness some of that energy here. Carrie, welcome to the podcast.
0: Oh, thanks for having me. That's, <laughs> that's so what good. I'm, that's Yeah, what I'm now that my about. ego is so huge.
1: <laughs> I, I try. I really try to hype up my guests and, and get them pumped up because. You know, I re- I really want to bring you know value and and not just value add as far as the content, but also incredibly awesome people. So why don't we just jump in a bit? And if you don't mind telling you know my tribe a little bit of your of your origin story of you know who you are and how you got to where you are today.
0: Oh man! Well, you just said everything.
1: All right, then we're done. <laughs> like that, that, I now. am that
0: I do. <laughs> uh, but I I think a lot of people the thing that they'll ask is like. Uh, you seem so different from other career coaches. How, like, where's that from? And it's, I think it's related to what you called me. Like you said, a career artisan and that's it. Like I come from drama, right? So I've been teaching drama since like 1997. Wow. Right. And that's why I'm like, I've been doing it for a long time. Um, when I didn't love being like a drama art teacher anymore, then I looked for the most business savvy job I could go into, which was HR. Um, But immediately the first HR job I joined was to become a, I was like a career consultant at an HR firm. So I didn't even (laughs) ever really do HR, like have the certificate. Um, Yeah, but I moved, I moved from, from drama to HR doing career coaching left that place and then started my own business in a nutshell. That's, what that's awesome.
1: And, and I, and I think that that drama background, I mean, people call me dramatic. I don't have a drama background per se, but I think it yeah. really lends well to, you know, what we do, career coaching, talent acquisition, because we're, we're, we're performing and we're putting our best selves forward. And there's a balance of that where, you know, you're selling yourself, but you're also selling your skill set. And, and it's an audition. I mean, ultimately, that's what it comes down to. So why don't we jump in? And you talk a lot about, you know, the need for folks to, to have a career story. And, you know, why can't your, your resume just do that? And what's so important about a career story and what is it?
0: Ah, yeah. So a career story is like when someone asks you, you know, what, what you're all about, that you can go, ah, oh, this is where I come from. And this is what I've always done. And this is what I hope to do. So if you don't have a career story, then you're going to list a bunch of job titles and you're going to maybe say like the tasks that you did. And you'll probably say the worst thing a job seeker can say. I think the worst thing a job seeker can say is, oh yeah, I'm open for anything. I'm flexible.
1: Yeah, right. Cause bad. I'm like,
0: no, actually you sound completely lost and you sound like your, your flight risk. Like I could hire you and then you might figure it out and I'm not it. Right. So, um, I think that that's why it's important. And I feel like with, I know future of, I'm going to go future of work, but like the future of work is that, you know, the idea of these like full-time jobs, permanent jobs, you're going to be a lifer, you have security, that idea is gone. Right. So you used to be able to have a piece of paper and update it every 15 years. But now I think you're gonna see switching of jobs, like we're seeing it three to five years. I think it's gonna be one to three years. And you're constantly gonna be a like have to say, this is what I'm awesome at, this is what I'm looking to do. And if you can't do that, you're gonna land like the gross jobs that you don't wanna do.
1: Yeah, absolutely. But how do you coach candidates? Because like I'm a recruiter and I have empathy and I also dig in deep to my candidates' background to understand why they're only staying in jobs for a short amount of time. And I understand some of the reasons. But then my clients and the internal hiring managers like that person's a job hopper. And if anyone online, I am mm-hmm. doing air quotes around job hopper. How do you how do you coach your candidates, your clients through yeah. that type of questioning?
0: Yeah. So we, we sell, we sell the thread, right? So the thread is like, maybe in the last three years, I've worked for three different organizations, but what I've done at each of them is I leave one, I leave each one better than, (laughs) better than I found it. Right. And I'm really great at coming in, like fixing a met, like whatever it is, but it's finding, it's finding that thing that they always do. So an organization, and if, if they want somebody to stay 15 years, like, Probably the people who get coached by me are not the people they're going to hire, right? But if they're like, we want someone to come and clean up a mess or work on this or has fresh eyes, then somebody who has jumped around a little bit, if they know what they do and that they'll leave a company better, then they can be an asset.
1: Yeah, absolutely. So let's talk about resume. resume. We're going into resume, M-A-Y in all caps, bold. Yeah. Why don't you tell everyone a little bit about what resume is?
0: Oh, man. Resume is like a whole month of updating your resume. And so I'm doing a series of live workshops. So I'm teaching different parts of resume writing, breaking it down so it doesn't suck, like so you actually feel awesome when you're writing it. Then I have open writing sessions. So you probably know this, but the worst part of writing a resume is actually – like sitting down and doing it mm-hmm. and then you question like everything <laughs>
1: right am everything i seeing it right? right am i positioning myself right so can, yeah. where, where do you where do you see candidates fail in in the resume writing process
0: oh so they fail in that they go and they look at templates online or they grab a book and they they question like all the words that they usually use in their career, they question that and they think that it's better to copy and paste someone else's stuff and that they go dull, dull, dull. um, Instead of going like, this is what makes me unique. Right. And it's not that the whole resume needs to be like a clown show of, of jazz. (laughs) It, 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 you know, it can, it has to hit the points and have accomplishments, but I think it's that there people are so scared of standing out and saying, hey, this is what makes me special because they're scared they're not going to get the job.
1: Yeah, I I completely agree.
0: But that's the reason that they shouldn't have the, like, if someone doesn't love that you're enthusiastic, you're not going to be happy in that job.
1: No, no way at all. And I'm also a big believer in quantifiable results. I like to see that on a resume. I want to see somebody say that I worked on on an email campaign that lifted 32% year over year. I like to see actionable, you know, results on that. And, you know, 're you're, you're, you're not a recruiter're you're, you're a coach and I'm a recruiter on my side. How do you measure success of your of your candidates and aside I'm talking about like resumes are yeah. you are you are you somehow back channeling to to recruiters and talent acquisition people are you are you you know beta testing like resume formats how do you get that feedback loop so you're giving your candidates the the best possible coaching because i have my perspective on resumes i you know for example i hate colors i hate to see graphics i need to see everything clear i like a plain resume from a formatting perspective now when it comes to the content some people don't like to see the objective i like to see the objective because i like to see personalization in there for specific jobs because if you have a, an objective in there and you don't bother to personalize it and it's completely irrelevant to the job you applied for for me, that shows a lack of caring and detail, and it can right. be a double-edged sword. So, if it's in there, make sure it's on point. It's Otherwise, on point. Don't, even, yeah. don't, even, don't even bother with it.
0: So, I try to actually, I befriend recruiters and hiring people. So, and then being, have talks. I could see that being an
1: easy, an easy conversation, <laughs> right?
0: So then, <laughs> like, so I talk. What do you look for? So that I know. Like now, I know if I have a candidate and they're going to apply to you, I'm like, oh, we're going to put an objective because Adam likes that. He appreciates that I have, um, like, and I also have recruiter friends that I've talked about, like we've talked and if I am working with a client and I did this like a couple weeks ago. So a VP lost, um, lost his job after this, like startup took off and he was coming to market. So I emailed my friend who's a recruiter and I was like, listen, I've got a guy just experienced job loss. He's going to be interview ready in two weeks, just letting you know he's coming to the market and he's good at this, this, and this so far. And they appreciate because they're like, okay, like heads up, a good one is coming and they trust my judgment. Mm -hmm. So when I, when I worked at that um, HR firm, it was, we did outplacement, but the other part was recruitment. So I was working with recruiters and checking out the way, like I would listen to when they got a resume, what they would say. Right. And, and that's who I'm listening to. And, and also like, um, you know, reading articles, following like posts and training on how people recruit and what yep. the outs like what the methods are. So you really so that, you
1: really have your finger on the pulse.
0: Like I'm thinking like yeah. a recruiter. Yeah, right? you have
1: to be. I mean, if that's the services yeah. that you're offering, you really have to be full. You know, full 360, and it's interesting. So I've been I've been doing a little bit of thinking about doing some exclusive coaching as well. Um, yep. some digital marketing uh, candidates. I'm, I'm I'm exploring that path. So let's switch gears a little bit. Let's talk about you know, I talk a lot about the tenacity and the, and the mental fortitude you need for your job search, which, you know, I always say the job search is the hardest job you'll ever have. It takes perseverance, it takes persistence, it takes the right approach and the right strategy. You know, mentally, in your experience, mentally, what is the biggest hurdles for candidates in the job search?
0: Oh, man, get it, like getting out getting out of their own head and dealing with rejection, right? So I think it's like if you're telling yourself if you're telling yourself that you suck, if you don't think that you're deserving, if you're not showing love, if you're not like exercising and meditating, like if you don't have things that fuel you, um, and, then you <clears throat> and then you take that rejection personally, like th- that's the thing, right? It's, Once, it's the toughest
1: part. Rejection is, yeah. is you put all your time and your energy and you pump yourself up and like maybe you've been down in a dumpster and you finally got that one job. Like, damn, I went for a couple of interviews. It's great. I'm feeling it. And what candidates don't know is the other side of the equation that you, you want to think that you're the only candidate and you want to think you're the best candidate. And that's cool, but you need to also have realistic expectations and you need to have other opportunities cooking, but you got it. To, it's tough. You, you don't know until you're there what rejection feels like
0: and mm-hmm. it hurts
1: and, you, and, and it, hurts. it builds you up. Yeah. You feel like you let yourself down and your family down and, and maybe you're out of work and maybe you're you know, financially stressed and you need that job, but you got to stick with it. You got to keep your head up. And I always urge candidates, use this time wisely, be disciplined, make sure you're utilizing that free time to do your work, but also spend some time with your family, be outside, get exercise, exercise your brain and your body and just keep yourself sharp.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So part of like every job search plan I create is like, okay, we're going to map out first where you're going to exercise. And then what are you going to do to quiet your mind? Because your mind, the entire job search, you're questioning everything. You're, you're like saying rotten Soft things out. to yourself. Yeah. So, you know, I have candidates or I'll have clients. Home candidates, sorry, I have clients like, but I'll um, like where I'm like, okay, you really want that job, right? We're just going to record ourselves saying like, I landed the like I landed the job I am so happy at work right and they recorded on the phone and I'm like every day when you're making coffee I want you to listen to yourself telling yourself that you're doing this so it's it's give and everyone's different I have like I call it like a pharmacy <laughs> I have like a pharmacy, What's a pharmacy of different activities All right depending on how someone is is dealing like in their job search so if they're like they're not motivated. they will like, try this activity. So I have all these kind of remedies. So let's, I, so,
1: so, so, let, so let's do let's do a little example there, a little role play. So you're you're coaching me, and I'm in my job search, and you know I've been out of work. I got laid off, for redundancy, and it's been a couple of months, and I've had a couple of really good interviews. I've had some successes. I've had some failures, and you know I, I just got I just got an email saying that after four interviews in person that I lost my you know that they, they're passing on me. What would you prescribe for me? I'm down yeah, in the yeah. So it's Friday, I'm going into the weekend, I feel shitty, you know, what would you prescribe to me? Dr.
0: Yeah, Perry? so I would, I, would um, I always kind of tailor it to the person, but I don't know. So my first thing is just like, so I want you to take, so I want you to go for a walk first, like just go, go for a walk. Um, and when you come back, I just want to write, I want you to write down all the things that you feel really awesome about that you did in that process, and all the things that you're really mad about, and what you might work on. And this weekend, you don't have, to, the only work you have to do is feel the feelings, right? But then on Monday, we're going to look at that thing of what you do really well and making sure that you're doubling down on that stuff and the stuff you need to improve. Let's make, let's, let's put it into your calendar.
1: Yeah, absolutely. I am a huge, yeah. I'm a huge proponent. I did this myself. I've been in the job search multiple times Yeah. where it comes down to organization. It comes down to my to-do list. Like I come in laser focused on a Monday morning. I make sure that I'm I'm up, I'm showered, I'm dressed, I'm out of the house. I think another big tip is, if you can, get out of the house. Go to a coffee shop, go to a library, take yourself out of your comfort zone in your house into a more professional setting and it'll focus you. Even if you have the distractions of the coffee shop, people walking around and everything, at least it's kind of like that office environment. But plan, something I preach to other recruiters is plan your work and work your plan. And I think that applies to everybody and especially in the job search. I would go in and say, all right, Monday morning, I'm going to target these companies. I'm going to find out who the hiring managers are. I'm going to connect with them on LinkedIn. Then I'm going to go see what opportunities are available. I'm going to network. So I'm going to be laser focused. And I'm also going to be a broad approach at the same time to make sure that I'm fully covering all the opportunities. And I think that's something really important if you're on the job search. Stay focused and stay determined.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And then if you need a break, it's okay. (laughs) Right? So like- like take your weekends, like treat it like a job. So take <clears throat> take your weekends off, absolutely.
1: And and the other thing too, if you, if you're applying to jobs on the weekends, us recruiters are not looking at job applications, and and, it, and it's kind of going to fall behind when you yeah. apply for the job on the ATS systems. It's going to be the top one, and we're not going to go off on a tangent on ATS systems. Yeah, I talked before in my podcast <laughs> about how candidates should connect with the recruiters directly, make yeah. those relevant, polite introductions, tell who you are. Um, so if I'm a candidate and I'm having a, a tough time, what are some recommendations that you have for people who are looking to find a career coach? What are some questions like that they should ask a career coach to see if they're the right person for them?
0: Oh the right man, I think, yeah. So I think you want, cause I'm not the right co- career coach for a lot of people. So, um, and I try to like, I try to push things out to let the, let people know who are not right for me that I'm the wrong, I'm the wrong lady for you. I think the question to ask, um, like is is what their process is. So if they don't have a process that, like, I think it's important that they have some sort of, like they can walk you through and you can imagine what's going to happen. There's, I think what's happening in career coaching is that a lot of people who wanted to be life coaches and then decide or like, oh, that's too general. People only pay money when there's a thing. Decide to become career coaches. You want to make sure that they have some experience in human resources or hiring or recruitment. Yeah, they're qualified. Yeah. Because a career coach who's just going to walk you through like the like what are you going to do with your life, like those kinds of questions, they can't help you strategize. And what you're looking for, I think the ideal thing in a career coach is like someone who can help you figure out what you're awesome at and what places you could possibly be and then help you and then say this is what you these are the stories you need to highlight and these are the steps that you need to take and that if is tremendous coach, advice yeah if they can't help you with strategy then all you're going to have at the end of the day is like a bunch of words of what you're good at and you're not going to know how to use them so you need like you need the you need the soft and you need you need that strategy and if they're not a strategist with experience in this area, I don't think they're worth their money.
1: That is incredible, incredible advice. That's awesome. So let's move into rapid fire mode. You ready for rapid fire? All right. Cover letters. Yes or no? Yes. Resumes should be no longer than two pages. I'm talking front or back. True. Yes. (laughs) Carrie, what is, what is a nickname that someone gave you that you absolutely hate?
0: It hasn't happened. What? No.
1: So tell us a nickname that you love.
0: Oh well, uh, my, my grandpa called me Toodles, <laughs> which I think is some people is like farts, but I love toots. Toodles.
1: Toodles, Toots, Tooth, whatever you call yeah.
0: it. <laughs> like I loved it. I was like I was like I yeah I Tootles. I've been called toodles. like Twiggy. People say like get Twiggy with it. And I'm like I love all that.
1: Twiggy, Twiggy definitely works. Getting yeah. a little bit getting a little bit deep here. Carrie, what is your superpower?
0: Oh, helping people find their stories.
1: That's incredible. Absolutely. And lastly, and I ask everybody that comes on the podcast, Carrie, what is your north star? What do you look to when you're when you're down, when you're having a bad day, when things aren't going your way? And then on the other side, you know, when things are going awesome, everything's firing at all cylinders, life is just freaking amazing, what is your north star?
0: Like I am here. I'm like on this planet to help people see they're awesome that's
1: what I'm here to do. Yeah. Love it. Awesome.
0: That's it. Yeah.
1: Carrie, incredible. I freaking love it. So closing thoughts here, everybody. So years back when, when I was ending my time at American Express, they offered an outplacement service for anyone who decided to take the severance package and everyone's laughing. They're like, I don't need that. Why do I need to waste my time? And I said, you know what? I'm sitting here anyway for the next two weeks. Why not check it out? So for those two weeks, I worked every day with a career coach, to craft my story, my personal story, and each day I wrote it, I rewrote it, and I tweaked it until it was a cohesive expression of myself and my career journey. It had all the elements, it had focus, purpose, drive, and most importantly, it showcased who I am and what I do best. Now, the other amazing thing that happened during this process is I committed that career story to memory, and I was able verbatim to recite this during interviews, on the street, to friends, and anyone and anywhere where I needed it. It was my advantage, it was my secret weapon, and the best part is I continue to use that tool and that practice to this day. For the last six, seven years, I've been refining that story day in and day out. In my head, I know it. I could tell it anytime, anywhere to anybody, and I have it when I need it, and I will not fumble it. And this has set me up for immediate success. So Kerry says in her LinkedIn profile, quote, as the future of work emerges, we need a new way to navigate and exist in our careers. The old way of finding one place, getting pension and security is gone. This is the most exciting time to be alive and show what we do. Our career story is the most important work to know as employees, entrepreneurs, and career coaches. Folks, this is a type of advice, insight, and inspiration that you need to harness your inner tenacity and drive your career forward. Carrie, this has been absolutely amazing. It's exactly the type of content and added value that I want to bring to my audience. Where could folks find you? Where could they connect with you? And I'm certainly going to have all the links when we post this up. But where could people find you?
0: So if you want to just find more, that I'm talking about and being active, just look me up on LinkedIn. Like that's where I play. Um, but I have a website and it's career-stories.com. Yeah. But LinkedIn is a great place to reach out and send a message to connect, see, see the silliest videos <laughs> that I have. You
1: could see the, I mean, the, Carrie's content is amazing, people. I highly recommend that you connect with her. Um, I love it when it shows up on my feed. Carrie, thank you so much for joining me today in the podcast. I greatly appreciate it.
0: Yeah, so welcome. It's been fantastic talking to you. (laughs)
1: Awesome. And to everyone listening, thank you again for joining us on the podcast. Please be sure to follow us, subscribe, social media. You know where it is. Links in the comments. Thank you for joining us. Take care, everybody. Have a great day. Wisdom is forever, but for us, it's time to go. Thank you for joining us. Luckily, we'll be back with our next episode, jam-packed with more incredible humans. For more info, please visit www.nhptalentgroup.com